0: What happened to my innocent children? What happened to my innocent baby boy? <laughs> right?
1: Like, What happened? Oh. I mean, ball used to be life, you know?
0: <laughs> hey, so just to level with you, this is a
1: comedy podcast. But in case all the swears and less than healthy coping mechanisms aren't clear enough, this show isn't for kids. Listener discretion is advised. And regarding the books, while Animorphs is nominally for children, there is some extremely dark and textbook triggering content involved. Body horror and animal harm are pretty standard, but every book is different. So for specific content warnings, check the notes of this episode. And you know what? If you have to bow out because of any of this, we understand and we support you. Alright, that all said, on with the show. Alright, hey everybody, welcome to Lit Kid Lit, where we experience a first-person mind control narrative while we honestly just try to get by. This book is rough. It is a hard experience. Hello, I am your resident Animorph Historian, Kara. And this is our first-time morpher and heavily judgmental zoology enthusiast, Nika.
0: Hello! So, yeah, as Kara mentioned, this is going to get really rough. But if existential crises... (laughs) uh, crises If body horror and and uh,
1: mind control... Are your tri- like you? It, Animorphs just isn't for you, and that's fair, my my yeah, guys. And it's t-
0: well, specifically, de- well in general, Animorphs, but definitely this episode. Just keep in mm-hmm. mind, we're gonna get hot and heavy about just like some really crazy topics in this uh book six, which is titled, The Captive.
1: The Captive. Ooh, wow, that hits. the Captive. You, you don't realize Damn. it when you start, but then by the yeah. end, you're like, mm, okay, the Captive, and the cover is a beautiful. Beautiful fly transformation. Beautiful boy turning into a fly. Uh, let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. We've completed <gasps> one cycle. It's Jake's second book. It feels yeah, like a lifetime, and yet so short at the same time for the amount of stuff. I can't believe that we got back to Jake. When
0: I started this book, I was like, wait a second already? Like, it felt like we had hardly touched on everybody else's lives, but now that we're here, I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Okay, Tom sits down at the breakfast table and calls a midget. And Jake's like, that's an in-joke we had, because even though I'm as tall as him, like, he was better at b-ball, he was better at ball, he was taller and better at sports. He so, was like, the
1: older brother, so of course he when, they were, when he was six and Jake was four, he- Jake was midget, right? Like, it Mm -hmm. was his teasing. And I love stuff like
0: that, but at the same time, even though Jake's just sitting there and burying it, you as the reader, maybe as an adult reader, but I feel like I would have felt this way if I was a kid, you know he's bristling at this with, like, don't call me that, you're not him. You can't call me midget. You don't deserve that title,
1: right? The amount of, like, vitriol dripping off of Jake's inner monologue during this Mm -hmm. interaction is painful. It feels violent. It like, he wants to just strangle the thing in Tom's head. He, like, Tom just is seemingly
0: making, you know, benign conversation. Of like, yeah, you should be part of the sharing. You should come hang out. Like, it's a cool time. Like, yeah, whatever, man. It's, a, yeah, right. All right, fine. You don't want to join? Whatever. Fucking, and then there's a look in the year size that's like, we're fucking gonna get you eventually, right? But then Jake says... <laughs> I was trying to decide whether or not I would ever have to destroy him. Destroy my brother, who was not my brother. Not anymore. And I wrote, casual breakfast, you know. You know, will I have to kill my brother? You know, eventually. <laughs> Sometimes. You just think
1: about over breakfast before you go to school. Am I going to have to kill my brother? <laughs> More news at 10. Yeah. What the I, fuck? And this is, and they're, they're playing this, like, fucking caddy game where Jake's like, I can beat you at the court now. <laughs> you think you were big, man. Yeah. Don't you miss b-ball tong? And Tom's like, no, I am part of something greater than myself. I am not suspicious. H- human Bless. brother Jake. <laughs> human brother Jake. I am normal Tom. Tom who loves ball. <laughs> I am Tom who used to love
0: the B-ball and continue to love the B-ball. Tell me more, brother Jake. Brother human brother Jake. A human brother Jake. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. Jake is fucking losing his mind. And I I understand that. It's like, it's, I mean, uh, not to get, not to get too existential, I say, pouring myself a beer after my entire first bottle of sangria. But (laughs) there is something to be said about losing a sibling to something that you have no control over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a deep feeling, and and Kara and I both have different aspects of this, uh, where it's just like, and I felt it on my side, too, because, like, I have depression, anxiety, very, the whole sandwich of mental illnesses and physical illnesses and, and autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. And and my sister has expressed to me the absolute lack of control and, and terror that she feels dealing with this by just watching me and knowing that there's nothing I can do. Because I've had mm-hmm. breakdowns in front of my family, mm-hmm. and they're just like, there is nothing we can do. And then mm-hmm. it's like watching a car crash happen to someone that you deeply love and are connected to and Jake just has to wake up every day and go to school and just be like that's my brother Tom the totally normal
1: brother Tom mom and dad that's Tom <laughs> who was a wonder kid who everyone loved on the court don't he goes to like fucking PE he plays basketball with like Juan and Trapper or whatever Juan and some other guy Trevor perhaps but he they're like oh that's he misses the shot like he does this great dodge and he goes all the way down to make, to be able to make the shot. He shoots and it fucking bounces off the rim and doesn't get in. And I think that's also like a really good little, like little episode of Jake's yeah. life and how he, how things work out and deal with him. Like every exactly. book yeah, yeah, has yeah. these little stories that are like, this is them. And he's like, you know, I used to be really hurt that I couldn't be on the basketball team, but now right. I realize I don't have time for after school sports because i have to almost die all the time i have to try and save humanity yep. i have and, and and we you forgot know. about a we, oh go we ahead kind of
0: zipped past something which is that in mm-hmm. the, the first chapter after he is you know hangs out with tom and is like all right bye tom fuck off and tom's like i'm going to the sharing and his mom and dad are going to play tennis which you know aside oh yeah that is cute as shit that is cute as shit. That is the kind of relationship I would want to have with my partner if I had children. Would be like, all right, kids, me and your dad or mom are gonna go fucking go. Like, we're gonna go kick our asses it's, at the court. I yeah. love tennis. I miss tennis. I love tennis too. And having Jake's mom and dad just be like, we're gonna go play. Oh, tennis they're hitting the court. They're we're so hitting the
1: court kids. They're they're just happy middle class fucking suburbia family, right? Like, yeah. Tom is, Tom's gonna go clean the planet with the sharing. They're filling two dumpsters worth of garbage.
0: Oh my god. Uh, I can't believe you don't want to be part of something greater than yourself, Jake. You're really yeah. um, selfish. Uh, but anyway, I'm gonna go uh, yeah. deal with this.
1: And so Jake, being a teenage boy who has been left alone, uh, he goes into his room, he draws the curtains, and then he decides to become a cockroach. Yep. Super big, <laughs> normal teen <laughs> mood. Uh,
0: <laughs> I just <thought> the per- <laughs> Did you not no, get that like vi-
1: that vibe no, though? Like it, it was very, it was
0: it was definitely like I'm gonna do a thing that only teenage boys. Now understand. I'm now
1: that my family's out of the house, I can really get some time to myself to explore. <laughs> and he fucking touches a cockroach. Um. Anyway. Fuck. It's exactly what he does. <laughs> Shit! He turns, turns, into, into, he a turns into a cockroach to just play around, just to just to test it out, just for kicks. And someone comes <sighs> into his room and turns the turns the light on, and he freaks out and runs away and gets Crawls caught. Into a crack in the wall. Yeah, crawls into a crack in the wall. I mean, roaches are just sturdy and wily little fucks, as I assume many of us know. Yeah. He gets stuck in a roach motel, though. Yeah, by the way, as a
0: not. I don't know. I don't want to say not American because I am very American. I have never heard of the term roach motel before this day.
1: I had really? never heard of it. I don't like, think I've heard use of it f- too eye often.
0: traps.
1: Yeah, it's just a glue in, with a thing. They're very. They're just. It's, it's just a casual, I don't know if it was a brand at some point in time, mm-hmm. but that was what they were. I remember them being called it, but it also might be a holdover from like watching older shit too. It's just kind Maybe. of, I don't hear it anymore, really. Like hardly ever. It was definitely
0: like a, a wild thing of like, I just sat there for a second and I was like, why would you call it a motel? It
1: kills people cuz you check in and no. you don't check out. That was a that was also the thing that was always associated <laughs> with the Roach Motel too. Oh my god. Like it's they... it's like maybe it was like an ad campaign or something. Wild. So anyway,
0: but yeah, he gets stuck in a Roach Motel because if we didn't get over the body horror of insects losing limbs last session. Oh yeah, uh, do you want to talk about what h- the
1: morph was like this time when he turned into Roach? Mm, we certainly could because it's, uh, the, the existence of an exoskeleton. Become losing the bones inside and not yet having the bone outside. Boy, I, how my de- exact
0: quote My exact quote was, as scientifically inaccurate as this shit may be, it's still really traumatizing. Because there's like, then, when I was about a foot tall, I felt the last of my bones dissolve. I could actually hear it happening. As all my internal organs lost their bone support. Like, that's not making sense. But what the OH my god, that's a lot of layers, Jakey Boy, that you're just dealing with as a 14-year-old child
1: turning into a cockroach. Holy yeah. Yeah. Fuck. And also, like, I love that they they go into this grossness and it's always horrifying uh there's always like the 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 sensory experience of having your body like fucking cronenberg out which is essentially what happens every time right like they mention the fly with jeff goldblum once in this book and i think because it was too mature for the target audience like i saw it at that time but that's because my parents didn't uh monitor any of my media activities uh so <laughs> i i I've, I've i saw many seen. very mature not great visuals uh saw the fly quite a few times actually love jeff goldblum was
0: yeah cool with jeff that Goldblum's as a child stuff. and yeah
1: yeah um yeah i saw that too and they mentioned it a few times and they specifically and the old one the old one where it's help the old me one. right help
0: me help me
1: yeah <laughs> right, like, <laughs> They, they joke about
0: that multiple times. And like, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but that's how you can tell this book was written by a fucking adult, right? Because like, I don't want to say it's tone deaf because it fits the story because it's horrifying, right? <laughs> of just two kids being like, <laughs> like that horror movie we caught the other night. of like, a oh God, that's right. <laughs> me, yeah, right. And you're like, yeah,
1: kids. Yeah, you're fighting guerrilla warfare and might die. Yeah, help me is right. Holy shit i do i think it works because it is like hey we're framing our experience through the pop culture that we've like right. taken right like yeah, yeah yeah i do it is the funniest thing like this was clearly written by an adult because how many fucking 14 year olds 13 year olds have watched the like 1960 something the fly all oh, right yeah <laughs> right but exactly I yeah yeah but that's what I mean the the horror the body horror the sound the the idea of your body having to melt and rearrange and like experiencing that without it being painful but still disturbing beyond all reason she hits yeah. those notes she totally does I, I mean
0: every transformation I I understand like I, I don't agree scientifically or biologically with the whole knees bending backwards thing but I understand that she's going for a visceral tangible mm-hmm. reaction mm-hmm. and yeah i have my beef with that but we we're all aware of that but so i think what's most important for me to take away from this consistent like experimentation on jake's part is that they're trying to like expand their anamorph dictionary right they're mm-hmm. they're what they have uh, their tool set over, their skill set their tool set because you can't just turn into an elephant in every situation rachel rachel right? you can't just turn into <laughs> A fucking gorilla every time, Marco. So it's fucking like we watch need to try her. cockroaches, and especially Jake because he feels the personal onus of being able to understand. Like, fuck, we were unprepared in that ant situation. We didn't know what it'd be feeling like.
1: We yeah, got he's fucking- the de
0: facto leader. Everyone trusts him to make the right decisions. So because he turned into a flea and was like, "Yeah, I can maintain my personal sense of self. It's, it's just fine. Like this isn't even a brain. It's just a nervous system. It's fine." he took it upon himself to try being a cockroach and was like, yeah, this is fine, like, I'm intelligent and there's definitely some bug instincts but I can maintain this. Anyway, he turns out, uh, back in, he pokes his head out from behind the fridge and is like, hey
1: mom, what's up? Yeah, they have a sitcom moment where she's like, what are you doing and why is there a roach motel hat on your head? (laughs) And he goes, oh, (laughs) just lucky, I guess, or whatever. (laughs) Isn't isn't this where we keep the hot dogs? (laughs) You know? Yeah. Seinfeld um, theme plays. Boom. <laughs> so
0: he has this discussion with his friends later, and- Cassie is mad.
1: Like, yeah, Cassie is fucking pissed. Cassie is like, how could you do that without anyone there to have your back or to, see- or to save you if anything happened? You can't just do shit on your own- just because we trust you and and right. you are who we look up to doesn't mean you can do whatever you want whenever you want right like you, don't you are-
0: get immunity from the same shit that we're mm-hmm. dealing with you don't get to choose if you're the one that has to take the punches because yeah. this is a fucking team effort my dude mm-hmm. and we all care about you and you care about us
1: and it's our safe like <sighs> it's the same safety what if he got fucking stepped on it could very well it like they're very reasonable about it being like, no, it's a bad idea to not have someone have your back. You can't work alone. When Rachel did that, she almost died, like as a right. as a cat. She got so fucked up because she wasn't willing to trust the team.
0: Right. And it's truly just a, a whole kind of um, scene just about trust and about them working with each other and mm-hmm. them realizing that neither nobody's life is too much or too little to be willing to just use on experimentation and throwing away, right? Like, nobody, yeah. if you're going to try to do a morph, you have to do it with somebody else there. Like, we're more than willing to work within that, but, like, buddy system this shit out, because we can yeah. never tell. You
1: never know. Look at the past, The la- like, they how they much have, shit has They happened. live in this insane, paranoid life, right? Where they... Yeah. They are driven by all of this fear and this awareness of all of their actions and what the consequences could be if they die, if anything happens to any one of them or if they get caught. And they have protocol in order. They follow through on this. No, Jake, Mm -hmm. you need to be with someone else. Right. And Tobias is like, this is where you just say, yes, ma'am. And Jake is like, you're right, Cassie and she is satisfied because that's all Cassie needs it's just this much validation poor Cassie is a fucking angel she deserves it, she
0: earns it I support her, Mm -hmm. I stay in her because again, I feel like out of everybody she's the most emotionally mature Mm -hmm. Um, I think that Weirdly enough, because she's the most emotionally well-adjusted in her home life, she is more capable of being empathetic in -hmm. situations where she really has to be. Because she is able to provide the full extent of her emotional support to everybody because her home life isn't fractured like everybody else's Mm -hmm. is to a certain extent. Even Rachel, even though her mom is fine, so to speak, in her divorce. Rachel's still been a child of of divorce. She still has siblings who have been children of divorce. There is still some level of fracture in almost everybody else's lives. And Cassie's the only one that can say, like, listen, I get it. I don't. And I'm here for you. And that's very mature, and
1: I just—I mean, fucking, I stand her. What can I say? I love she's her. So, I love she's so she's very, very good. And her, yeah, she's always had a beautiful, like, empathetic spirit. She loves and tries to understand all animals, and she loves and tries to understand all people too. Like, yeah. she respects life, right? Like yeah. above all else. And yeah. uh, it's really powerful that she's there, and that she's there to like try and keep them on the right track. Although there is a part in this book where it's just kind of weird like uh the the mm, the the war <laughs> get- crime that happens oh, but anyway well. let's uh let's continue yeah. so uh so yeah so they talk about fucking Jake's cockroach experiment and Jake reveals that Tom has been doing some big plan thing with like a hospital potentially I'm not sure if that was mentioned at this point but, I think uh, it was where yeah. it was
0: like oh there's some weird thing going on where the like chapman and everybody like everyone keeps mentioning like a hospital mm-hmm. for some reason and there's the whole reason that jake wanted to do this cockroach thing is eventually they come to the conclusion of if we're going to turn into co- uh, cockroaches as a sort of clandestine spy mission we mm-hmm. need to start understanding how to turn the vibrations that we experience as cockroaches into human yeah. speech so that we can understand it when we fly when yeah going right understand the morph and yeah yeah, yeah they morph they say hello Jake talks to them they're like that sounds like this and then they correct and they realize they can have some sort of baseline for
1: cockroach <laughs> to human right very cute by the way real quick very cute when fucking marcos like hey Jake say i'm an idiot and Jake says you're an idiot and <laughs> you're marcos an like oh come on i mean i didn't i didn't get it but like i know you come on bro <laughs> yeah
0: that was really cute
1: there was also a little bit later
0: way later but there's a Bit where Marco's straight up like this is gonna end up on Letterman, and I'm like, oh my god, Marco! You Marco is obsessed again? with Letterman. Marco is
1: fucking obsessed with Letterman. All, all he wants so is wild. <laughs> all he wants is a fucking ad position. <laughs> oh god, he truly does. Oof! So they
0: uh they realize that they they decide to follow Tom to a to meeting. A meeting. As Yeah, as cockroaches. And it takes a little bit, like, Tobias scouts out as a thing, they get to a weird garage outside of where the meeting is, they turn into bugs. And they're all like, ooh, cockroaching, like, this is cool, Mm haha, like, no worries. And Jake's still thinking, like, the fuck, people are gonna notice five cockroaches in a row. Yeah, like, like, also people, like, don't notice, I don't know, they're both erring on the side of caution and humanity being stupid, but also, like, fuck, Mm -hmm. these are here, so we don't know. They get in, and then Tobias is like, beep, 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 motherfuckers, a limo just pulled up. And of course it's a fucking limo, right? <laughs> of course. Like, you bet your ass Visser 1 would show up in a fucking Jeep 3. and, like, step out. No, 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 yeah, but Visser 1 would show up in a Jeep and be like, all right, bitches, I'm going oh, to go. Oh, yeah, oh, Visser yeah. Visser 3 is gonna be like,
1: I have a limo. I have a security guard. I Visser have reporters. <laughs> Visser 1 has a reasonable sedan. Visser 3 has a Hummer limo. Of
0: course. It's, it's very But I'm, I'm a big
1: it, it, powerful guy. I'm, I'm a big I'm power big, man. <laughs> I'm big power. I Ooh. am Andalite. I got an yeah. Andalite body. And also, by the way, he stumbles while he walks because Andalites suck so much at two legs it's a consistent theme (laughs) for poor axe to figure out how to
0: use his legs boy still hasn't figured out how to use his mouth baby he still's like oh he loves it
1: like he's having
0: a fun time i love it i love axe i love axe (laughs) but it's just very fun to watch viscer three most powerful and light year of all humanity (laughs) just be like St- steps out of his limo, face <laughs> to the ground. That's what I imagine. It's just like, how could you pick me up, fools? Like oh, it's for wild. sure. Oh my God. They're meeting in a dingy basement <sighs> is the best part. So imagine a man, a, a portly man in a tux, descending tacky yeah. wooden stairs to a secret, not California basement of this is not California, the state of not California, with a beach, mountains, and also plains and fields. Yeah. And a man in a limo pulls up to a strange and theme house parks. and parks. And, yeah. <laughs> and theme parks and also and an aquarium and, and everything yeah. is here and you can get everywhere by vi- like meaningful public transportation systems. That's the real key bit. Everybody is a state having a meaningful public transportation oh, system.
1: And That'd be nice. <laughs> I mean, our MetroLink isn't the best, but it exists and it the functions. The fact is that it exists. Yeah.
0: So, uh so Jakey Jake. Uh, decides to, uh, Tobias is warning them about that shit.
1: They're there for the, uh, meeting, and they find out that they are planning on using this hospital infestation station to convert at least 200 new controllers a month, and they're focusing on people who are involved in politics, broadcasters, anyone with any kind of social clout or power. Which is like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. What? What I think I don't remember if it was Rachel or Cassie who realized this, but they were like,
1: "Fuck, you know what our governor's doing? Yeah, running for president." Next it's year. Ra- Rachel because sh- you know that bitch reads the news every day. That rich- that bitch reads the news. She has her finger on the fucking pulse of life. I love. Yeah. Her. She reads she, Time magazine. Like, she re- yeah. <laughs> She watches the news all the fucking. Rachel is just living. The life of a 30 year old single woman. And I appreciate her. I love her. her. I love her.
0: Rachel. Yeah. I love her. Love and respect for my girl, Rachel. But so she is just like, he's running for fucking president. In like a year. soon enough, yeah. there's going to be the most powerful man in America, could be a year, right? And mm-hmm. X is like, what does that mean?
1: And she's like, that means we're all going to die, Axe. <laughs> Axe is like, I don't understand these words. White House? And they're like, yeah, big, big, powerful man. And they do have that, like, weird American exceptionalism-like thing where it's, like, the most powerful man in the most powerful country in the world. Although, yeah. like, by the numbers, we do have the most weapons in the world. Cool. Yeah. Yay. But yeah, <laughs> so they realize yeah. what a what a horrible thing this is, what a terrible planet is. Uh, and they kind of just hang out and they're like, oh, because the Yerks don't have to pretend to be human... They don't have to give two shits about any bugs they see crawling along the floor either. They aren't paying attention for those things the way humans are. Yeah. Five roaches just wandering around, which I love I love when they manage to pull that off. It's very rare that things actually go in their favor, to be honest. Truly.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: S- and speaking of, while they're doing this, the, they, they get caught. Someone notices and tries to step on them. And they all fucking scatter. They scatter like roaches, and, like, Marco hides in a toilet, Rachel gets on some dude's sock and just is hanging, hanging quiet. And then she gets outside
0: and then she runs outside. Yeah, yeah. And like everybody manages to escape. Jake hides under a newspaper, right? And Mm -hmm. here's the bit that really fucking got me. is like, Jake's hiding under a newspaper. Everything seems to be fine. And then he feels some sort of like droplets land on him. And he Mm -hmm. realizes with a delayed fucking horror that he is being sprayed with bug spray. That roach killer is being sprayed upon him. And the deep sense of poison and death starts seeping into
1: his body. This is a Kids series, everybody guess what happens when you just spray a fucking bug to death and you see it twitch? It's what Jake is doing right now. Like, it, yep. it, he's losing his senses and it's like he sweet ends up, like, in a sickly way. Like, Yeah, oof. it's like sweet and, and, and cute, nice and
0: deeply dangerous is what he describes mm-hmm. it as. And he doesn't know why. And like, he ends up hitching a ride on some dude's foot and getting outside and then Tobias grabs him in a claw and flies away and dumps him on a roof and is like, Jake, you have to change back your Dying, you're yeah. dying,
1: and Ooh, Jake gets into a sort of blackout <laughs> coma. Oh my god! Yeah, he just barely comes back. He he comes back essentially while he's unconscious. Mm-hmm. It's and yeah, lot. he he's like, it's so hard to focus when you're in a body that's dying,
0: which is a wild experience that they've had more than once. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's it's These- been. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. These 13, Uh, 12, 14-year-old children, whatever, nondescript age of children, clearly still children, have had the experience of being in a body that is dying more than once. Marco has been bitten in fucking half. Marco has been fucking, like... Multiple Hell, times he has almost yeah. been
1: completely, he's had Destroyed. limbs, I mean, even when he's the gorilla and fighting strong, he gets fucked up too. Like, it's not, yeah. you aren't, they, they they, don't not get damaged at times. But even yeah. though
0: they're in their human bodies, they've come to terms with their inevitable fucking
1: death! Uh, you yeah. know what you do 18 times a day? And, the, when and it's increasing likelihood! With every day, they're more likely to get caught. Um, Mm -hmm. So they immediately discuss how they can get into the hospital. They don't want to do ants again because that's a nightmare. Uh, They're kind of worried about bugs, but they don't want to get killed or caught or crushed or lost. They need to have... And they need to be able to move quickly. So Cassie suggests being a fly. And uh, they meet up and try it out. Cassie... Tests the morph because she's the best at morphing, and it's they really agree
0: that she's better than a uh, better than homeboy X. They're like, I don't know, Cassie's still better at morphing than you are. I know, I you're, I, I know you're an analyte, but like, look at her;
1: she's a natural. She makes it, yeah. She's a natural. It's artistic when she does it, mm-hmm. but even then, being a fly is really fucking gross, and it's particularly nasty. He does mention the Cronenberg or the movies, The Fly, because yeah. you know why not. Uh, but she's like hey you know what actually being a fly is pretty chill like it's fun wow flying is cool it's actually really easy to handle which is nice a what f- a nice change of pace <laughs> what a nice change of pace to just be like okay
0: yeah like you think like oh what stuff but then you know fucking you just like <laughs> to smell you just smell a lot of poop yeah. you just smell a lot of poop yeah you just smell a lot of poop you smell a lot of stuff uh, but otherwise they kind of just agree like this seems to be the best bet It's they all agree to never ant again mm-hmm. you ant once you never go back because mm-hmm. you're either dead or you realize it's not worth it um, so they, they do that they get into the hospital right? they manage to get in relatively unseen they fly around and then they find a room that they go into and it's got a jacuzzi in it mm-hmm. and the jacuzzi Is full of yerk slugs. Yeah. Yeah. And Jake, in a moment of
1: true, what the fuck? Like, horror genius? Like, that's a- I mean, you did a- you helped the cause, I guess, but, like, my god. He's like, oh, they have this jacuzzi. It's unplugged. Uh, hey, Axe. What would happen? What if we boiled them? What if we boiled every yerk in this? And Axe is like, hey, you'd boil them, uh- (laughs) They would die if you turn. So Jake fucks
0: around, he grabs some tweezers that are nearby, fucks around with the fucking wiring, and boils, try, attempts, let me put this this way, attempts to boil every yerk slug that's
1: in the jacuzzi pool alive to death. Yeah, he does, He kills hundreds, potentially thousands of fucking yerks uh, when they're just slugs in, in goo. <laughs> And it's just a lot. Like, you, of course, like, it makes sense. As a kid, I was like, yeah, of course, they're the enemy. Like, you've got to... They're literally trying to kill all of humanity. Why wouldn't oh, you sure. do this, right? As an yeah. adult, I'm like, wow, that's a war crime. That's a big old war crime. Yeah,
0: well, I was reading your notes and you mentioned war crime. And I was like, oh my god, you're right. Like, essentially, the, the equivalent, as far as I can imagine it, is imagine coming across a fucking, like... Veterans Hospital of people that are on the opposing side, people well, that are resting, people that are not actually—they're recuperating, right? That's what the Yurks are doing in the—the the oh no, world. they
1: are—they are, are being—they're going to infest people. Either way, it's well, they just are, but they it, are taking the time in the yerk pool to
0: recuperate as That's years. true. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. This is right? their like sleep. It it's it's gassing an entire city. It's poisoning right. a water supply, right? Like it is it is still inherently I cannot even say the word inhumane
0: because they're not human. Yeah, but like it is just It's pretty wild. Traumatizingly
1: <laughs> wild. And Jake decides, yeah. I'll do yeah, it! Yeah, and they're just like, sure, do it. Axe is like, hell yeah, let's do it, because that's his own baggage. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they do it, and controllers burst in, there's a quick fight. Jake falls head first into the tub as it's as it's hot-tubbing. Um, he feels the bubbles. He feels the sluggy years. Yeah, it's he gross. everything he, all up in his face. They pull him he's out, and he's kind of... He's kind of dizzy. He feels the... Most painful thing he's ever felt, as though there was a, like, a nail being driven from his ear into his brain, which is pretty fucking awful. And boy, you know what's happening there. Um, yeah. It takes a few minutes, and then he he can tell that his body has been taken over. Yeah. So,
0: well, in, it, you know, n- not... Not to, you know, mince words, but essentially, without us knowing, they're they're running away. They're trying to get out of this. They manage to escape mm-hmm. through elephant, through gorilla, through fighting, mm-hmm. through sheer force of will. They get out of the hospital. They get to a safe place. And Jake is partially, like, collapsed and
1: losing. And he's, like, in, going in he's and out He's disoriented. He's not responding. Disoriented. Exactly. And Cassie's like, hey, you might have a concussion. You need to go see a doctor. Right? Like, we need to take care right. of you. And he's like, no, I'm fine. What are you talking- No, we're great. I'm great, actually. I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine. And this whole time he's been like,
0: I heard a voice. A human voice? But nobody said that. Well, I heard a, a voice. I heard a voice. And suddenly, with a deep and dawning horror, you realize that the voice that's been in Jake's head
1: is a fucking mirror. Yeah, the Yurk is saying like humans, Cassie, Rachel. That's that's those aren't andalites. Oh my god. That's so interesting. And Jake is like finding out and and lo- feeling like he doesn't control his body anymore. He's not saying like the words coming out of his mouth are what he would choose, but he's not the one saying it. And uh lots of lots of mind control stuff happening now. Ooh. He has been captured and and to to the kids credit they're like hey you seem weird what's up and 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 they immediately are like your head fell in the fucking yerk pool and what really seals the deal is ax touches jake and jake's yurk looks disgusted and Jake's just Yerk loathing. cannot control
0: in that moment and sneers. He mm-hmm. sneers and acts as like it's a fucking Yerk. Like mm-hmm. like it because well, the, the the thing is, like he's played it pretty cool up until now, right? The mm-hmm. Yerk is like, I'm fine, it's no big deal. Like, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just parboiled explore. a
1: bunch of <laughs> gross yerk, yeah. right? Like Yeah, and then
0: the the Yerk just couldn't control In a split second, hatred revealed itself. A hatred that had crossed light years of space to play itself out on planet Earth. Right. And in that moment, Axe fucking wheels around, turns his tail, points the scorpion fucking tail at Jake's neck and is like, yerk. And everyone's (laughs) like,
1: yo! Yo! (laughs) Yo, what the fuck, Axe, no! But then immediately they're like, they're, they immediately are like suspicious and on board. They're like, you were out of it for a minute. Like, it was weird. You, Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? And sorry, you asked me. If you're me, Jake, like... if you are Jake, you would let us talk this out and figure out what the right thing to do is. Rachel is so fucking on that shit. She's his like, she knows. she knows him. She's like well, right? between, and they figure it out. They're like, okay, if you are, if you aren't and you are Jake, you'd know it'd be important for us to keep you for three days until the yerk starves or until it doesn't and you're just really you. So, yeah. uh, and Let's we're go. sorry if
0: this seems like a breach of trust, but if you were Jake, you would understand that mm-hmm. we're doing this for our safety of all of us. Because for mm-hmm. Jake, it's always been the group above individuality, right? And- yeah. Yeah he's freaking out and he's like blah blah and the like, yerk this whole time is just trying to be like look at this one she cares for you that's a weakness i'm going to exploit right mm-hmm. like the whole time the yerk is like oh cassie likes you oh this one's your family oh you think that you can get away like it's still trying
1: mm-hmm. to play this thing and it's yeah disgusting it's really it's a it's a real <sighs> fucking horrifying situation and they express that so well Uh, to have someone, yeah, so they, they grab Jake, they find a place to keep him, and they're like, well, you know, my parents at the Yurk, revealing some truly toxic shit that we've mentioned before that maybe Jake feels but doesn't really understand or has worked through, is he's like, no, if you tie me up or try to hide me somewhere, my parents would freak out. They'd look for me. I have people who care about me, not like the mess you have at home, Tobias. People will notice if I go missing. missing." That's terrible. Yes. Much. It is
0: so deeply, like, Jake, it's not Jake. It's deeply not
1: Jake. Because he oh god like Jake might he might say like Tobias's home situation is really messed up and he has it like he doesn't have people who care about him but he would never use that against Tobias per se or or even if he did in the heat I mean I don't know it's the Yerk using like the worst aspects that Jake thinks in the in the pits of his mind to like try yeah. and get himself out of this situation right
0: yeah like it, it basically just comes down to the difference between human thinking and yerk thinking and how deeply different it is and how well what it eventually leads into is that they take him to a hidden cabin where axe has been living and axe assumes jake's form and jake turns around and is like oh shit that's me and the yerk is like oh fuck that's him but the the <laughs> sort of comparison that they have there is is that Axe is like, I'm going to do my best. I'm going yeah. to try to save you. Right. And
1: like, and the other three are like, well, between his best friend, his cousin, and the girl he likes, I think we can make we know him well enough to yeah. let him pass for a few days. Yeah. <laughs> and they take turns watching him. And the Yurk is fucking confident this whole time. He's like, They won't keep me. It's fine. I'll get out. And I'll he tries. Out. He fucking... God does he try? He oh tries. my God, does he try?
0: Let's, let's. Oh my God, does he try? Let's let's break it up into a couple of ways. Let's break it up into the mental and then into the physical ways that he tries. But let's start with the mental because I think that's not the more fucked up ways, and then we'll we'll go into the physical. Mm-hmm. The mental way the year tries to break Jake is by scanning through his memories and his experiences as a person. And using that against him. And not only mm-hmm. that, but we find out that this exact yerk is the yerk that inhabited Tom up until they fucking had to go into the yerk pool yeah. to kind of recoup. And you realize that this yerk was well, going to get promoted, yeah. go into the possible president, go into whatever government. He is this so, is so fucking, fucking high for his
1: promotion. Like, he is so power hungry. <laughs> like, he is this yerk is has so much ambition right like an outrageous amount of ambition and he he's like it's so funny hey midget like that's how he the yerk tells jake that tom was a part of it and he could actually bring tom's memories up to torture jake he goes through jake's mind and shows him his own fantasies to shame him his yeah, simple to be like, boy oh, fantasies. You wanted to be
0: good at b-ball? You wanted to be good at the sport and front wanted of a
1: You wanted your brother to be proud
0: of you? Disgusting. D- disgusting. And then he brings up Tom's memories. The real Tom, mm-hmm. not the yerk Tom. And From Jake the scene has that has this fucking
1: keep- book started with, by right? the way.
0: The scene at the breakfast table, and he says Tom was crying, sobbing, helplessly silently not jake he cried leave jake alone leave my brother alone i'll never trouble you again i swear just leave jake alone and the yerk just waits until the fucking despair and misery of tom's broken mind collides with jake's own conscience yeah. and jake has to realize in a daunting and desperate moment that his brother had fully given up hope yeah. of he escape. just wanted
1: an end he just wanted an end to it all the it's direct insane
0: fucking line is basically that tom was defeated and spent his time wishing that he could die kids books everybody Da-da-da-da. we're playing kids books time what the That's- fuck?
1: Yeah, he spent, God, he had given up any hope of escape. Given up. Yeah, he does that, and then <laughs> right after that, that night, the Yerk waits until he thinks Rachel was asleep, and he morphs Tiger to try and, and get out. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, let's talk about the dream because the dream comes up. And uh, yeah, Jake has been having this recurring dream where he's the tiger and he's hunting his brother, which is great. Always. What a what a great dream to have as (laughs) anything when you're you're killing your sibling. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, But as he goes to kill his sibling, Tom turns around and then they switch places. Jake is the Jake is the prey and Tom is the one catching him. It's like, look at their cat and mouse game, the metaphor. Oh, but yeah. he keeps having this dream, and when the yurk is in his head and he wakes up from it, the yurk's like, ah, interesting. It's very metaphorical, which I think is fucking <laughs> hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. This <laughs> sassy bitch. <laughs> oh, how metaphorical of your dream it is.
0: Oh, truly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very fun. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, But, I'm- uh... Yeah, he tries to go tiger.
1: What was it? And then they were like, no, you won't. You can't actually, like, do anything. Every time he tries to escape, he gets stopped. Not only by his friends who have been keeping watch. Someone is a barn owl and just beats the shit out of him.
0: Sorry, a gray horned owl. Um, oh, great horned! And, owl. Yeah, Cassie turns into a great horned owl, and it's like, yeah. Rachel pretended to be asleep because we figured you'd try to escape, so we waited until you do that, and then you try to shift into something else, and we kind of predicted you because you're acting within the constraints of Jake, and we know Jake, so yeah. Uh, tough luck, buddy. But so like they beat him once, and then he's like, well, fine, I'm gonna do this, and he's like trying to be a wolf, and then they they antagonize <laughs> that wolf pack that almost kicked their ass in another book, and then mm-hmm. they're like, all right. You could run into the wolf pack that's going to kill you, or you could come back into this, which we will also fucking like. If you yeah. fight, you're fucked. And then they're like, You wouldn't kill Jake! You wouldn't fucking kill Jake! And so I think it was either Cassie or Marco steps up and says, From the beginning, it has always been that this. Demand better die. is greater. Better, better die, die than, than, than to be, be a controller. controller.
1: And that like terrifying realism. Well, first of all, also he real quick he the Yerk tries to turn into an ant, almost gets killed by a bunch of other ants. As is the huge apparently. Yeah. And I love that the Yerk and Jake have this conversation where he's like, "What the fuck is up with Earth? Why are there? Yeah. How many species do you need? There's too many. Everything for every strength, there's a weakness, and everything is eating and competing with each other, and it's yeah. insane. Why have all of this? When we take over, we'll we'll simplify things, make it cleaner, we'll simplify more simplify so much. <laughs> and, and it's just like, yeah, Earth's a pretty tough place." Maybe things aren't going to go the way you think they are, huh?
0: Yeah. Right? And yeah. you can
1: just feel Jake getting this upper hand despite being in this horrible position. Because even though the Yurk is somewhat impressed at the amount of
0: different things that Jake has already figured out how to turn into, the Yerk still has to realize that he has no control or any understanding about the biology of animals uh-huh. on Earth. That eventually leads up to the fact that at the end of this three-day thing, they enter the thing called the Fugue. The Yurk's dying moments.
1: What's really interesting about this whole thing is that when the Yurk is in the human, the Yurk is vulnerable and exposed and connected to the human just as well. Like, Jake gets to see his fantasies. He feels the emotions of the Yurk. Like, you really get to see them as thinking... Intelligent individual beings in this at this point and this yeah. one who has specifically been an antagonist when fucking Jake and Tom always have their their conversations in the home that are weirdly antagonistic and tinged with like fight A energy sort of right fight me. yeah, fight <laughs> yeah. Me behind every Where word. the parent he says like my parents felt the tension in the air and they awkwardly made small talk and it's like Jesus mm-hmm. Christ they are that's something but now they have to share this connection and this fugue is the like greatest extension of that. Whereas they starve to death and, and die their, their their life flashes before their eyes. And Jake gets to experience that and the pain he gets to experiences, the death of this thing inside of him.
0: He experiences every possible thing. This, this joy over a promotion, this, this potentiality for greatness this everything that kind of expands before him. And then at the end of this three-day period, the Yerk he realizes, is this tiny slug upon the floor. And it withers and it dissolves. And he is Jake again.
1: Kids books! Yep, kids books. For, you know, for kids. Um, you know, for kids, you know. For the first you know. time in more than an hour, the York spoke. So... You win, human. The Yurk shuddered. I could feel it, a physical spasm. My vision changed. I felt as if I were seeing through things, into things. Like I could see the front and back and top and bottom and inside of everything all at once. And then I saw it. A creature. Or a machine. Some combination of both. It had no arms. It sat still as if unable to move. On a throne that was miles high. Its head was a single eye. I trembled. I prayed it would not look my way. And then it saw me. It saw me. No, no. I cried in silent terror. I looked away. And when I opened my eyes again, all I saw was a weird glow. So that happened too, by the way, during this fugue. (laughs) Yeah. What's on the ground is just a gray
0: slug. Not six six inches long. Lay there still. And in that, right before that bit, there's also... The, the way that the Yurk played forward Jake's memories and Tom's memories as a control, mm-hmm. Jake got to see all of its memories. And he says, the emotions were strange, alien. There was no memory of love. I guess mm-hmm. Yurks don't do love. But there was affection, pride, fear, regret. Those I could understand. And like, Jake just, well, like, like let's just take a second. Jake just witnessed an entire being's life unraveled mm-hmm. before him and deeply delved into the fucking possibility of the existence of humanity within these creatures
1: and then watched it die. Yeah, yeah. He got to experience a sentient being's death uh, empathetically as empathetically. it is expelled out of his body, by the way. And then he has that fucking crazy ass eye vision the Sauron yep. eye is fucking yep. at him. Uh, but yeah, that's that's that. And then afterwards they have a fun little... <laughs> he's back. He's back at home. Uh, everything's Jake fine. He realizes that he cannot
0: abide by his brother's
1: hopelessness
0: that he experienced firsthand. And he's like, guys, this is stupid. I know it's fucking stupid. Cassie somehow hooks up a voice changer to make him mm-hmm. sound like fucking Deep Throat. And then he calls his brother, Tom, and he just says, don't give up, Tom. Don't ever give up. Mm -hmm. And they're like, do you think he heard
1: you? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, he heard. Of course he heard. Jake knows more than any of them at this point. Yeah, he heard. But also, uh, he morphs partially into a wolf to change his voice box, which I think is very funny because they aren't going back to Radio (laughs) Shack.
0: Since I was reading this very fast, I didn't realize that this was a partial wolf morph. I just was like, "Oh yeah, they're just doing that cuz it's Radio Shack." Like, I totally <laughs> skimmed over that. I d- I just went back and I was like, "Yeah, he did morph partially into a wolf to be yep, like
1: to change Don't his voice." Ever give up time. He's yeah, he Fuck, <laughs> I totally missed that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And then a- at home they mention <laughs> They mention how Jake has been eating so much. They're like, what? You aren't going to eat all the food anymore, Jake? Because Axe's Jake had very few priorities. And eating Ax's- entire pies was one of them. He just wanted to eat pies. Because they were like, but you ate an entire pie and six
0: pieces of chicken. And we're talking about how great it was. And they were like, <laughs> uh, oh, I was just
1: hungry. Then, Chicken corn. Or as you kept saying, potatoes, toes, tatoes. I thought you'd gone nuts. Of course, Axe. Oh, Axe, your illusion was perfect. Ten out Axe- of ten, Axe. I, I mean, I
0: mean, there definitely is something to be said. Like Axe is, <laughs> I, I don't want to say Axe is an A, but Axe is trying. Axe is. Axe is wonderful. Axe has known these kids He's- for like two weeks and is just like i will pretend to be oh yeah from your family he's
1: doing so well and he's doing so much like they're that's a heavy mission and he fucking managed to do it i appreciate it i just also love that he he just went to fucking he's, town on that just pie. he really
0: likes taste and smell and things to do with the mouth access just he's it's figuring new, an entire it's... sensation he's never dealt with before he's yeah. doing his best yeah. Oh, this is an ex fan club, and also, unfortunately, an everyone fan club. Marco included. Wow. <laughs> it is. It has
1: <laughs> come. The turning has come. Can't wait for so... other stuff to keep happening. And for... yeah. So.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it, next yeah. time is
0: book seven. Uh, thank you for tuning in.
1: Uh, All right. Thanks for listening to Lit Kid Lit. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for joining us. We hope you had as good of a time as we did. First off, let's all thank K.A. Applegate, Michael Grant, and Scholastic Books for their extremely fun and traumatic children's series, Animorphs. You can find links to get your own copies of Animorphs in the episode footnotes. We'd also like to thank our friend Matt for making our intro and outro music. You can find him at nice Wizard Music on Twitter. Check him out. Hit him up. Make him slap the bass.
1: And, of course, if you'd like to send us comments and get updates on episode releases, you can follow the Lit Kid Lit Twitter at Lit Kid Pod. Or, if you'd like to follow us individually, you can follow me, Kara, at Bishojo World, or Nika at Gossamer Owl. That's Bishojo with a U and Gossamer with two S's. You can also email us at LitKidLitPod at gmail.com. You know, it's a, it's a good classic Gmail. All right, bye! <laughs> bye. Visser 1 has a reasonable sedan. Visser 3 has a Hummer limo. Yes! Visser 3 shows up in a fucking limo!
0: Visser 1's just sitting there in a fucking, like, Volkswagen Jetta, like, bitch, I drove (laughs) myself. I learned how to drive to work on this planet, and Visser 3's just like, yeah, but, like, why would you do that if you can, like, hire a Hummer limo, is the thing. So I've never heard of a I've I've never heard of a Roach Motel. So I googled it. And it turns out it's just, like, one of those flypaper, like... Yeah. They're still sword... Sword. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> they're still sold at the Home Depot. It's ba- It's not ideal experience. It's just a bus experience. Yeah. Any bus is just a bus experience. Any experience is just a bus experience. <laughs> <laughs>